Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. It's going to be a fairly short episode today, I think, given, I don't know, I just feel like I'm getting super frustrated about harping on the same stuff week after week. It seems like it's a different week and the same stuff with the Collingwood Footy Club at the moment, a really disappointing loss to Gold Coast on Saturday afternoon. Now we've got North Melbourne this week in what is simply a must-win clash. I can't even begin to imagine what things might be like if we had to go down to the ruse on Saturday afternoon. Let's get into it. It's the tackle on Brown. Ball scooted from his hand to side bottom. He looked up and he had Miller. Almost if he gave it to him so he could tackle him. Could have been ball. Could have been ball twice. Dacos plays on. No one aware of it. Huge moment. So a four-goal loss to the Suns on Saturday afternoon. Just a really disappointing performance at home. Not really much of a crowd there, to be honest. And if you're a Collingwood fan, why do you actually want to rock up and watch your team play every week at the moment? There's just nothing to be inspired about, really, in terms of going and actually watching the Collingwood Footy Club uh, and spending a few hours of your time in doing so uh, at the ground. So just a really disappointing performance. I mean, it was a pretty close battle throughout. It was just the second quarter, really, where we got outscored four goals to nothing, where uh, that really turn the complexion of the game. But apart from that, I mean, we won the first quarter by a point. I think we won the third quarter, and the Suns just won the fourth quarter. So, you know, three of the four quarters were pretty tight. Uh, the other thing I'd... I, I'm so negative about this game, but then the the one thing I'd try and hold on to is the fact we actually had more scoring shots. Our kicking for goal, which kept us in the game against Essendon for the majority of it, was deplorable against Gold Coast on Saturday. Seven goals, 13 to 12 goal 7, so that's 20 scoring shots to 19, so if you look at that and you think, well, if we just take our opportunities in front of goal a little bit better, then, you know, perhaps we win that game, uh, potentially, so just a really disappointing performance, clearly the uh, effectiveness going inside 50 is really disappointing, uh, and on the weekend, the kicking a goal was equally as disappointing as well, but yeah, not a lot of positives to take out of it. And as I said before, why do you want to you know rock up and watch the Collingwood Footy Club uh, live at the ground at the moment? Because we're just seeing the same thing over and over. And as I said in the intro, I don't want to keep harping over it, but that's literally what we're seeing. We're just seeing the same thing week after week ever since that victory over Colton in round two. I mean, we're pretty decent. We should have beaten Brisbane in round three, but since then, it just feels like we're watching the same thing and nothing's actually changing. And I'm sure the coaching staff are trying to come up with different things and there are actual changes being made, but there's not any, apart from the personnel standpoint and the three or four changes we see you know, from week to week uh, in the team lineup, what are we actually seeing out on the ground that's any different to what we've seen at all in the past month. So the changes I think I've seen over the course of the season thus far, are Darcy Moore going forward, which his performance on Saturday afternoon was non-existent basically. And I'm unsure as to why he didn't be, well, actually I'm not going to say I was unsure. I know why he wasn't pushed back. And that's because we brought Mark Keane in. Mark Keane was actually okay on Saturday. I thought played all right, but when you've got him in the team, then there's no one to send forward. Jeremy Howe's not there at the moment. If Jeremy Howe was, was down there, then maybe you could swing him forward and push Das back. But what happens when you go in with the lineup that that they did? It means that even if Darcy Moore's struggling, he has to play forward because there's no one actually... Who else is going to go up there? Who else are they going to switch? Jordan Ruffhead? No, I don't think so. Howe's not there, as I said. Keane is a defender, has been his whole short career. 
in uh, in the VFL and at senior level. Like, who else is going to go up there? And, I mean, Darcy Moore, just... It's quite funny because he had five possessions, four marks, just the one behind. But our best player on the ground on the weekend was probably the other key forward in Brody Mycheck. Props to him. I'll get into a couple of positives. Props to him. I mean, four goals, two, 24 disposals, 12 marks. Like, that's that's an elite performance from a key forward who's in a really battling and struggling side. And Checkers is one of those players. I don't think we're ever going to call him a star. He's never going to get close to all Australian contention. But you just know what you're going to get week in, week out with him. And there's a couple of guys like that. I think Jack Crisp's another who turn up every week and play really good footy. And they might not get the plaudits that, you know, say a Pendles or a Steel Sidebottom does in terms of being, you know, overall fantastic all Australian caliber players. But they are, they are solid elite citizens of the Collingwood Footy Club and they rock up week after week and even if things aren't going their way and Checkers has had his games this season where things haven't gone his way because purely, you know, the the game style doesn't suit key forwards, the game style we play doesn't suit doesn't suit key forwards. So it's clearly he's going to have his up and down weeks, but I think he brings that mentality every week uh, and, and just tries his guts out and he had a great game on the weekend. So a massive positive there but I mean how far forward can Brody Mycheck take us that's the next question I'd rather see that kind of performance from a young from a young kid kind of thing who could show signs of you know being a genuine star I guess unfortunately Brody Mycheck fantastic game but he's not as I said an all-Australian caliber player I don't think just quickly uh, I did say I'm probably underselling Jack Crisp a little bit Jack Crisp probably leading our best and fairest at the moment uh, in my opinion but Anyway, back to kind of the changes I was speaking about. Uh, yeah, Darcy Moore forward. The other one that I think is a positive change, which unfortunately the change had to be made. It shouldn't have had to be a change in the in the first place. Uh, Josh Dacos back into the midfield. I thought he had his best game potentially for the season as well. One goal, 27 disposals, uh, four marks, five tackles. Thought he played pretty well. He had uh, massive high CBA numbers. He had uh, 70%. Uh, CBA numbers attended 16 center bounces so that's what I wanted from the start of the season I really thought that he after a breakout season last year could take his game to the next level and that was going to be through in the absence of Trelaw uh, and in the absence of Taylor Adams obviously going out with injury in the earlier rounds I thought uh, you know his inside midfield work and his class around stoppages and in clearances would be a real uh, beneficiary for the footy club uh, and that I thought he was going to make another major jump on the back of last season but at the start of the season he just wasn't getting those, he was stuck on a half forward flank and yes I can understand why the coaches might like him more forward of the ball uh, where he can use his, his classy skills and whatnot. but I just thought you want to get your, your classy ball users around the footy and try and get the ball in their hands as much as he can. And unfortunately, in the first few rounds, he just wasn't seeing enough of the, the footy in his hands. So I'm glad that they've now reverted back to what they should have done at the start of the season and given him plenty of opportunity throughout the midfield. So he was a positive. Uh, I thought, I just want to make mention, Nathan Murphy's mark. I thought that that's the kind of thing that brings respect to all your teammates, but also... Uh, Everyone involved and all the fans of the footy, Collingwood Footy Club, and you know, there's plenty of us. So uh, that kind of act uh, 
will certainly earn the respect of uh, everyone involved in not just you know Collingwood, but uh, the AFL in its entirety as well. It was absolutely fantastic. I thought he played a, a fairly good game. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of younger guys. I mean, Kayla Poulter, I thought on debut was. Uh, I think I mentioned on Big Footy the other day. I think he was. He looks like a guy that shouldn't be playing senior footy right now. He's. I don't know how. What's his. Uh, what's his weight? Let me check this. He's 80 kilos. I mean, 193 centimeters. He'd be 80 kilos apparently, but he probably looks closer to 70 to be honest. He, he doesn't look like a senior footballer, but at, at this point in time in, in his development. But I think there's enough there. There's enough talent there where in our stage of development as a team, you've just got to be like, all right, this guy could be a really, really, really good player. Let's just let him develop in the seniors and see what he can do. And they were playing him, I guess, a role on the wing there that, that suits him. And that's where I'm going to go back and, I guess, harp on what I've been harping on previously in, in recent episodes each week, which is just the fact we're not seeing these younger guys, you know, developed in their right positions. I mean, we saw... So Chris Mayne came back into the team. I love Chris Mayne. I'm just not sure that he needs to be playing over the likes of a Rantel who was taken out. Uh, Ollie Henry, who I'll speak about later, he's currently in the VFL. He'll come back in, but, you know, especially Rantel, I'm not sure, you know, Chris Mayne needs to be playing in front of him at this... Like, what are we getting out of that? We're losing games of footy. What are we getting out of out of that one change? We're, we're not getting much. So you've got... I don't want to keep harping on it, as I said, but I'm going to... Finn McRae, 11 disposals, didn't do a whole lot. Why is Josh Thomas attending 48% of center bounce attendances? And Finn McRae didn't get one. Not one. Here are the players that attended center bounces. Scott Pendlebury, Josh Dacos, Brody Grundy, Jordan Degoe, Josh Thomas, still side bottom, Darcy Cameron. Josh Thomas got more than steel. Why? Why? I, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever why that is the case. But... I mean, the numbers suggest that the game wasn't horrendous. If we kicked straight, we could have potentially won that game. If you look at the numbers, it's just uncontested possession again. I spoke about it last week. Are we ever going to be accountable for opposition midfielders and you know the half-back types? I mean, Brandon Ellis, 35 disposals, 16 marks and a goal. Took Miller, 34 disposals, 8 marks. Hugh Greenwood, 26 disposals, 5 marks. Jack Bowes, 30 disposals, 7 marks. Josh Corbett. I mean, he's a forward. Kick four. Like, how are we allowing Josh Corbett to kick four goals and have 11 marks against us? How are we allowing that? Well, I'll tell you how we're allowing it. It's Darcy Moore's playing forward. That doesn't happen if Darcy Moore's playing defense. And right now, our defense is not great. Our forward line's not great. I said it last week. As long as you put, if you put Darcy Moore down back, at least we go back to having a good defense. And that's, that's something that we can't rely upon at the moment. So, all these guys. Sam Collins, 12 marks. I mean, Will Power, 10 marks. Like, why are we... What, what is this game style? What is it? Because it's not a contested style because the contested ball was pretty much even uh, throughout the game. But the uncontested work, like, what are we doing? 146 total marks to the Suns. Like, what's going on with that? 125 of them uncontested. What's this game style? Contested possessions, the sun, Suns one by two. So we're competitive in contested possessions. But what are we doing... Outside of the contest, 266 uncontested to 229. We obviously won the hitouts very easily. Clearances, we won. Center clearances, we lost by one. Stoppage clearances, we won by seven. 
So uh, the general stats of things, I mean, they won the disposals by 30. Like inside 50s, they won by three. So we're actually kind of more efficient going uh, inside forward 50, which says that I think more that both teams are really poor rather than both teams were good, given we only kicked seven goals for the game. Uh, but yeah, just, just horrendous. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to continue to harp on these things. So let's hope we see a change against North this week, and I'll get into that next. Handball out, found crisp to Thomas, to Noble, who could go all the way. Looks up from 60, goal square to Gully. Got it there. Is that a game-changer from Noble? I think I read from someone on Twitter the other day, it's kind of funny how we have a match-up here between the 17th and 18th ranked teams in the league, yet it's potentially the most interesting and fascinating game of the round. It's uh, it's rare that you could say something like that. So, yeah, obviously a massive game against North. Uh, I said in the intro that if we lose this game, I'm not sure what happens. I, I Anything could happen. It wouldn't surprise me. It's, yeah, I don't want to even imagine losing this game, but... It's a it's a possibility. Let's be honest. Uh, I said a few weeks ago that uh, you know usually this would probably be a guaranteed win, but it's not. It's just not. It's uh, the way we're going at the moment. You can't write down a win against anyone at the moment. And to be fair to North, they were 19 points up at half time to Melbourne down here in Hobart on Sunday. And uh, yes, they tied out and the the D's ran over the top of them. But the D's are undefeated top of the ladder, so. They've obviously got some talent there to be uh, to be leading by 19 points at half time. The other thing is obviously coming up against James Stevenson for the first time, who's been playing relatively well for North. I don't think he's. It's going to be interesting. Will James Stevenson ever become a, a star or superstar player that Collingwood will regret letting go of for nothing? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he has. He's got star potential, but I don't think he, he's ever going to necessarily reach that level. So I don't think it's going to be something that comes back to bite us too much. Uh, but in saying that, his his talent could certainly be used in the forward line, that's for sure. Uh, looking forward to this game uh, in terms of what we could see from a personnel game plan standpoint. Well, I'm not expecting anything from a game plan standpoint. I think we just... I, I spoke about it before. We just need to send Darcy back. Now, how we do that... Is a different story. Uh, do you want to drop Mark Keane after a reasonable game last weekend? You, you don't really want to, but for me, if it means Darcy Moore goes back and can get back to the way he was playing in the opening three weeks of the season, then I think you do it. And and bad luck, sorry to Mark Keane, but I just think if that's the only way that you can be able to do that and send Darcy down back, then you do it. Now, in terms of who well, who's coming in to replace Darcy up forward, I, do you need... We, we had so long at, as a club with a kind of a, a one key forward and one mid-size tallish forward in my check, I guess, or whatever you want to call him, because I'm not sure... I, I think I labelled him a key forward before, but I'm not sure Brody Majacek is a, a key forward as such. He's kind of a mid to tallish kind of key forward. So I'm not sure why now we're playing... A my check more Cameron key forward lineup. So if you take more out of there, I don't subscribe to the theory that we need to bring another 200 centimetre guy in. I, I kind of thought, well, do we bring back Coxie and so, say take Keane out for Cox, push more back and have 
uh, Cox, Cameron, and Meyer check up forward. I don't think you need to do that. So for me, I just think you take you take Meyer check uh, and Cameron as you, as your key forwards as such as your full forward, centre half forward, and then just put put the other guys around there. I mean. The use of Jordan Dugowie at the moment is uh, is interesting to say. least. obviously had a down game on the weekend. A lot of criticism of him. There's been reports in the media that uh, Bucks was pretty savage on his performance uh, and how he's travelling at the moment. In, in you know, in respect to him, he did uh, have concussion. He missed uh, what the majority of the game. Got injured in the first quarter against the Eagles and then missed Anzac Day. So. I want to give him one game leeway, but if he performs poorly again this week, I don't know. But he's a product of being in a a poor team at the moment, and that's the thing, I guess, where you, you kind of got to say to yourself, is Jordan Dugowie this guy that can lift you up from the canvas and be a superstar of the competition where he can make a good team, uh, sorry, make a bad team into, you know, a competitive, respectable, reasonable team? Or is he a guy that takes a good team and can be, you know, the icing on top of the cake? And I think right now you'd have to say the latter. Now this is a challenge for him to see if he can re rewrite uh, what is being spoken about him in the media and across Collingwood fans is, can this guy start to perform really well in a poor team because his rise as an AFL footballer came on the back of our rise to to a grand final in 2018. Uh, that was really his his breakout year, I guess. Uh, so he hasn't really shown an ability, I don't think, to do it in a poor team. And uh, you know, I mean, Dusty Martin is you know has got his reputation on the back of four you know f- uh, four. Uh, finals appearances in, in the last four years, three premierships, three Norm Smith medals. That's where he's built his reputation. But he was still a good player. He was still a really good player before Richmond became good, I think. And yes, we don't want to compare the two, and that's uh, certainly been in the media a lot this week as well. Uh, I know Lee Matthews talked about it, comparing John Degoe and Dustin Martin but uh, that's who Collingwood fans, that's the style of game that you think of. And yes, he's nowhere near Dustin Martin's level, but I don't think that means that we shouldn't compare the two because that's ideally what we want John Dugowie to get near. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to get there and win three premierships, three North Smith medals, but that's close to where we hope he would get to. Now, at this stage of his career, have we given up hope on that? Maybe. But I don't know. The, the the other player I'd kind of potentially compare him to a lesser level is Jake Stringer. And I like what Essendon are doing with Jake Stringer at the moment. Uh, what Ben Rutten's doing in terms of he attends a lot of center bounces. And they use him as an impact player, as a powerful player around stoppages in there. But then he just heads forward and just plays forward throughout general play. I like that. I like that. And I think, I'm not sure Geordie Dugowie is the kind of guy that, can easily rack up the ball and become an outlet in the uncontested game around the ground. And that's where we're battling at the moment. I'm not sure he helps in that area. So I think it's a, a case of I'm more than happy with him attending center bounces and using his uh, his power and burst away from stoppages. That's fine. But then, you know, in general play, just make him a forward. He's, he's a forward. So 
I don't think it's too far away from how how we're using him at the moment. But we just need to solidify his role in the team for them to for him to then become an effective AFL footballer. Uh, but in terms of in terms of changes for the game, uh, Ollie Henry comes in. I think if you if you go into a forward line with Cameron Mycheck to Goey, uh, Ollie Henry, and a couple of other pieces around the around the place. I mean, it's not great from a personnel standpoint, but there's enough talent there to kick a winning score, I think. So, Ollie Henry last week in the VFL, real shining light, 22 disposals, 13 marks, three goals. He just plays. He has to. I mean, maybe in an ideal world you say, okay, well, we'd rather you see, uh, we'd rather see you, uh, you know, rack up some performances in the VFL across a three-week-to-month three span and play a month of really good, solid, consistent footy. Yes, we would prefer that, but that's not the position that this Collingwood Footy Club is in at the moment. We're in a position where, look, if you have a great game like that in the VFL, you're going to play seniors the next week. And yes, it's disappointing uh, to be in that position, but I just think it's the reality of the situation, where if you're a high draft pick, the highest pick we took in last year's draft, if you're doing that, 22 swells with 13 marks and three goals, you have to play. And some could say he was kind of uh, unfortunate to lose his place. Yes, he did nothing in round one, but he was probably unfortunate to be you know, booted out in one game uh, straight after round one. So he definitely plays. I'm not sure what else there is in terms of a personnel standpoint. I mean, I, I don't really think... I think the the amount of debutants we've blooded in the past few weeks. I don't want to go through that. I don't think we need to go through that again uh, at this stage. I mean, Wilson's playing well in the VFL, but, I mean, we've had Poulter, we've had McRae, Rantel, you know, came in for a game and went back out. Ollie Henry is going to come back this week has only played one AFL game. So I think there's just, there's no point, I don't think, blooding too many youngsters because then you, you're just throwing into the wolves kind of thing. So I think we just... We just leave it, you know, bring Henry in and then just leave those youngsters in there like McRae, like Poulter, like McCreary, like Henry uh, to to develop and see what they've got at AFL level. And I'm looking forward to seeing if Ollie Henry, you know, with his confidence up, whether he can produce uh, anything. Obviously, he's not going to produce that at AFL level in terms of 13 marks and three goals, but can he hit the scoreboard once or twice? Can he be a lead up forward and take four or five marks? You know, we'll just we'll just see what happens. Uh, but that's a, a certainly a a confident game from him in the VFL last week, and something that Collingwood fans can at least look forward to for this week against North. And you know, especially those young guys coming up against the North team, which has clearly been the worst in the competition uh, over the first seven rounds of the season. There should be some confidence there from the young guys that they can go out there and, and play pretty well and they're not going to be coming up against necessarily hardened AFL bodies that uh, are part of a, a very good team. So that's kind of, again, what I'm looking forward to. See if we can get anything out of these young guys. I just want Finn McRae to play midfield more. As I said, I've been harping on it every week. It, it hasn't happened and I'll probably continue to harp on it until it does. He did it for one quarter against West Coast in the final quarter and had 12 disposals. It... it boggles my mind how we haven't reverted back to him playing midfield it's just I don't know how we even reverted back to in the first place him going out of that midfield after that last quarter against West Coast but anyway uh that's probably going to be it for today's episode yeah I can't imagine what will happen if we lose to North on Saturday afternoon it will be 
complete dire straits. We're probably going to see some changes at the footy club over the next couple of weeks anyway, but we've gone from a situation where we had these young guys and we want to kind of rebuild quickly and on the go to, I mean, if we lose this week, where are we, where are we going to be at? We're going to be needing a new coach. I mean, we talk about all these guys that we could get in you know, the trade and for agency period. We, we talk about Nick Dacos. I mean, who actually wants to come to the Collingwood Footy Club at the moment? I know Christian Petrarca doesn't want to. He just signed a seven-year deal. So we'll, end up, we'll see what happens. Uh, still looking forward to the game on the weekend. and uh, Like always, be supporting the boys and hoping for a win. Uh, hopefully, we have some good news on next week's episode. Cheers, guys.